Is Creative Destruction Helpful? The 139 Podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Welcome to 139. This is the official podcast of Love Times 2. And if you've just stumbled across this podcast for the first time, welcome aboard. I'm glad you're joining us in the journey to make the world a better place for moms and babies. Well, in today's episode, let me just tell you as a teaser right up front, if you love tearing stuff up, this episode is for you. Now, not tearing stuff up like flipping a house on HGTV, but tearing stuff up in order to make something better. And just a side note, I've done renovations on old houses, and it goes nothing like they show on TV. But that is for another day. What we're talking about today is creative destruction. That's today's topic, and hopefully I'm going to get your mind thinking in some new directions before we're through with this discussion today. But first, just a little bit of a detour. Let me ask you, do you need a high-quality speaker for an upcoming event, but you can't afford those sometimes outrageous prices charged by Professional Speakers Bureau? Well, I've got great news for you because Love Times 2 is now offering quality speakers at an affordable price, whether it's a women's event, a reception, a rally, some type of fundraiser, or any kind of outreach event. Let us know what you need, and we will do our best to connect you to the best speaker for the job. Just email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org. And again, just as another teaser, in the weeks ahead, I'll be introducing you to the speakers who will be featured on the Love Times 2 Speakers Bureau during this podcast. I'll be doing some interviews with some folks, and I think it's going to be really fun, and I'm looking forward to it. So I hope you can uh, join us for those episodes as well. But now on to today's topic. Unless you're an economics major, chances are that you have never heard of the term creative destruction. The, the term originated in the 1940s by economist Joseph Schumpeter. Okay, I have no idea if that's how you really pronounce his name, but it's a good guess. I'm reading it as it's spelled. So we're going to call him Joseph Schumpeter, who described it as the process of industrial mutation that incessantly revolutionizes the economic structure from within, incessantly destroying the old one, incessantly creating a new structure. From a purely economic perspective, creative destruction is the essential fact about Capitalism. Yikes, capitalism. Well, I suspect it's the capitalism part that has frightened away many of us who, from considering this process with respect to outreach that is not directly involved with business. After all, the words outreach and destruction, as in creative destruction, would appear to be an unfortunate combination indicating something that's gone horribly wrong, like Oh, I don't know, like sort of chaperoning a bus full of middle school boys on a youth group road trip. Been there and done that. But could it be viewed positively as a means for something becoming wonderfully fresh? Hmm, that's a really good question. Well, take, for example, the biblical concept of pruning in Jesus' teaching on the vine and the branches in the Gospel of John in chapter 15. Jesus said this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Jesus is clearly not offering a lesson on capitalism. What he is offering is a lesson on bearing much fruit through a process that involves creative destruction 
also known as pruning in this case. When we look at it this way, we shouldn't run away from creative destruction. We should embrace it as a potential avenue leading to things we may never before have imagined. Now, in terms of what this looks like in pursuit of a Christ-centered culture change, it means we must be willing to ask probing questions and adopt a higher plane of vision. Do we do things that we do because it's the way it's always been done or because they're actually working? What are the solid measurements to define what works and what doesn't? Or the harder question, do we need to let go of something else to make room for something better? That's tough, especially when the something else is comfortable or familiar or safe. Most of us like to hang out in comfortable, familiar, and safe. Creative destruction is none of these. Now, recently I enjoyed reading Charles Koch's book called The Science of Success. It's actually a really productive read, and you can usually find it on eBay for about $10 or so. I think that's the only place you can find it. I've never seen it anywhere else. Now, Koch isn't known for social outreach. He's known for business. But when someone has achieved as much success as Charles Koch, it's a pretty good bet there are great insights waiting to be gleaned from a book detailing the keys to his success. And sure enough, creative destruction is right there in the mix. Well, that gets me to thinking, can this process be useful in finding better solutions to ending human abortion? Can it be useful in making our world a better place? I think it can if we use it wisely. Creative destruction is pruning for growth. Pruning means something is cut, but not indiscriminately. Watch someone who really knows their gardening skills, and what you'll see is that pruning is executed with surgical precision. You'll also see a close examination of each plant and each branch before a single cut is made. The purpose of pruning is not to whack away at the plant just because it exists. The purpose is to bear more flowers, more fruit, more growth. Now, now there's no doubt that some folks approach this process like they're trying to prune a rose bush with a hatchet. Well, in case you've never worked with roses, I can tell you it doesn't work that way. The same holds true for slashing an outreach program at the root just because it's there. Well, that's unwise and unhealthy. Careful evaluation before any decision regarding existing and potential outreach is prudent. Only then do we cut, and the cut may need to be deeper than we're comfortable with. So you might ask, how on earth does this whole dis discussion on creative destruction actually apply to me? Okay, well, here's how it applies. For all of us working to promote the value of moms and babies, we can find usefulness in the process of creative destruction by constantly asking this question, could we do this better? Are there systems and filters, as in terms of programs or other stuff that we do, that need to be pruned or eliminated so that we can make room for new growth? Are we stumbling through our own ragged cutting process with really dull blades? Or are we looking for where the master gardener is already at work? Are we allowing ourselves to be pruned in order to produce more fruit? Are we making ourselves and our outreaches wide open to God's creative destruction? Or do we too often settle for, we've always done it this way, or maybe, well, this is what everybody else is doing, or maybe we even want to say, this makes me really uncomfortable. There are seasons to everything. When we refuse to let go, even when we know it could bring new growth, we suffocate our own efforts. 
You can't do it all. I can't do it all. But that's exactly what we try to do when we run away from things like creative destruction because we won't give something new a try. Here's the question for you and for me. What are we hanging on to? What do we need to turn over to the master gardener? Today is the day to let the pruning begin. Hey, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining in this journey. Always remember, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.